This is the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Cattle, intuitive life coach, mama, and multiple hat wearer. I've learned firsthand that pregnancy is our invitation to awaken the divine that is already within. In this podcast, I'll show you how you can invite self-love, acceptance, connection, and intuition into your day so you too can have an incredible journey into mamahood. Keep listening for today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. I hope that you are enjoying season two so far. I'm really loving the guests and I'm loving sharing it with you and hearing how much you're enjoying it. And I am even more excited to have my first solo full episode coming to you today. It's on a topic that I am so passionate about sharing on and something that I want to talk about a whole lot more. So I cannot wait to dive in today talking to you all about that two-week wait. Uh, But before I do that, I have something really exciting to share with you. And it's officially launching at the time I'm launching this podcast episode, which makes it even that much more exciting. I am hosting a masterclass very soon, the 10th of October, called How to Stay Calm and Stress-Free While Consciously Conceiving in 2020. This will be live and free, and I'm going to show you exactly what my clients are doing to create a beautiful, easeful conception experience and welcome their baby sooner. So we're going to cover lots in this masterclass. But some of the key things that you can expect to learn is what you can control while you're trying to conceive and also what you can't control, how to set yourself up for success, even when you don't get the two lines that you're hoping for, how to set your clear intentions and hold them throughout the month, what your doubt is doing to you and how it could be inhibiting your experience and lots and lots more. It's going to be a really beautiful masterclass. Like I said, it's live and it's free. There will be a recording available and I'm also putting together a beautiful little supportive worksheet to go with it. So you can follow the link from the show notes of this episode or also in the description wherever you're listening to this episode as well to be able to register. It's going to be so special. It's on the 10th of the 10th at 10 a.m., which I actually didn't do on purpose. It just, yeah, it kind of clicked when I worked out all the times and dates. So it's a beautiful, aligned, amazing time, and it will be recorded. So if you can't join us live, you will be able to catch it in the days following the masterclass. So I cannot wait to have you on there, but I think it's time now that we actually dive into today's episode. So when it comes to the two-week wait, I am a self-proclaimed expert. (laughs) And if we're talking about navigating this from a space of ease, this is something that I have absolutely learned to do and dance with over the many years of my life that I have spent trying to conceive. Um, Yeah, I've, I've seen lots of single lines when I really wanted to see double lines. Uh, It actually took 56 months to fall pregnant with our son. And we are currently on our conception journey for baby two, baby number two. And even though it is definitely different this time, it's so easy to slip back into old patterns. So know that whether you are navigating conception with your first child or subsequent children, that it is completely normal whatever that word means, it's very common to experience the ups and downs that come with that two-week wait. And so today I want to share with you a few things that can support you in your conception experience, specifically as you navigate that second half of your cycle. 
So if you don't know what I am talking about, when I say the two-week wait, I'm referring to that second part of your cycle post-ovulation where you are waiting to find out whether you are pregnant or not. So this is this second phase of the cycle is typically more of the uh, mindset phase, right? This is where we put into action anything related to mindset or where we really see where our mindset is at. So when it comes to trying to conceive, the cyclic nature of it all can be quite hard to move through continuously, right? Month after month. When you're not pregnant, um, it means another month of ups and downs, right? So it's not just that, um, you know, initial pain of I'm not pregnant this month. It's actually also, I believe, the pain of, oh, and I've got to get myself together to do this again. So I want you to know that you are not alone in that, that this is something that women are experiencing globally every single day. And there truly is such a big energy shift that happens, I believe, from that first part of the cycle as opposed to the second part of the cycle. The first part, I think, is very much, um, you know, filled with excitement and we have more energy at that time, you know, based on our hormones. So, you know, we tend to be more social and feel more positive and all of those things. And then in the second half of our cycle, we tend to go a little bit more internal. Um, So we tend to go more into that space where we're looking within and we are wanting to be a little bit more introverted, so to speak. Uh, So, you know, we are tending to be a bit more reflective and all of those sorts of things, which is actually a natural part of our cycle, whether we're trying to conceive or not. So just being aware of that energetic shift alone can be really supportive that naturally, whether we're trying to conceive or not, we are going to feel a little bit more introverted, a little bit more reflective and a little bit more internal at that time in our cycle. So the way that I like to look at the second part of the cycle is that it's my opportunity to really honor that energy. As always, I think it's really beautiful for us to honor the natural flow of our energy. But the way I see it is the second phase is about me getting into a state of receiving. So how can I get myself into a state where I feel open to receive? And, you know, this is obviously the most ultimate gift, I believe, that we can receive is a little life growing inside of us. And so rather than following that voice of fear that can tend to come up, you know, some of the things that I see in my clients is that they are symptom spotting, they're overanalyzing, they're feeling a disconnect from their body, they don't feel like they can trust their body. Um, You know, if they've been through loss before, fears around that are coming back up. There can be so much fear that comes up at that time. And because naturally we feel more introverted, we can, I guess, expand that a lot by focusing on it. But what I want to tell you around that is fear is meant to come up and I want you to expect it. If you're surprised by it, it's because you weren't expecting it, right? But I want you to expect that the fear is going to come up and not from the point of view of, oh, of course, I'm going to be fearful, right? Like we don't want to get into that victim space, but rather observe that the fear is just part of the process. It's not the truth of who you are. It's not your inner guidance. It's not that wisdom that is within you that you know that when the timing is right, that you will be pregnant. It is the voice of fear. And so if you can expect that that's going to come up and have a plan for yourself on how you move through that, you're going to feel so much more empowered through that process rather than feeling like you're essentially a victim of your emotions or whatever is rising and that 
it's completely unpredictable. So if you can let yourself really embody that idea of, I just expect that the fear will come up and that's okay, right? It's okay. So the way I look at this is there are two internal uh, voices or whatever you want to call them. I mean, it sounds, if I say voices, it sounds a little bit like I'm crazy. I probably am, but that's okay. (laughs) But I want you to see these as two different opposing energies. So there's the internal voice of fear that we were just talking about. And then there's also the internal voice of your intuition or your inner guidance. And so we hear both of these most days, right? I, I, I don't think I can think of a day in my life where I haven't experienced both in some way. But the more that you're focusing on whichever one of those, the more that you're going to hear them. So if you can kind of zoom in on what I was saying before around expanding out the energy, if you're hearing the voice of fear come up and you're symptom spotting, you're uncertain, you feel uh, disconnected from your body, you don't feel trusting, you just feel agitated. If you're feeling any of that rise, that's a result most likely of your fear. And so by continuing to focus on that or continuing to go over those thoughts or giving more power to that voice, it is going to expand. And so rather than zooming in on all of that, I want you to zoom in on the voice of your intuition instead. So this is how you can dance with both fear and that intuitive voice at the same time through this two-week wait. So as something rises, this is kind of the process I take. So as something rises, I acknowledge the fear. So I, you know, I might even say something like, okay, I can see that this is a fear. This isn't my truth. It's okay. I expected that this would come up. It's totally fine. I acknowledge it, but I'm going to focus on my intuition. And then a beautiful question that you can ask yourself is, what is my intuition asking of me today? Or what is my intuition communicating right now? Or if I was focused on connecting to my intuition, what would I do in this moment? Bringing yourself back to that as a point of focus, as opposed to getting on Google and Googling symptoms and texting your friends and taking pregnancy tests and all of those things before, you know, the appropriate time frame. It actually is going to be so much more supportive to your energy. So like I said before, and I keep saying over and over, expect that the fear is going to come up. It is a normal part of the process. But what I want you to do is have the plan on how to work through it. So connecting with it and recognizing, okay, this is just a fear. And a little tip on that, if it's jumping around and changing and it's like, it could be this, it could be that, that's fear. The voice of your intuition is calm and grounded and it continues to offer the same advice or the same suggestions over and over. It doesn't waver. It just, it's this beautiful, steady voice of this is what I need. Whereas I like to think of fear as like a a rational toddler. Like it doesn't know what it wants. Even if you give it what it wants, it's still not happy. (laughs) So if you can kind of view it in that way, I feel like it will give you the space to see that both voices are different, right? Both of those internal voices that we hear are different and they come from a different place. So the fear is there to protect you. And I say that loosely because we don't need that fear in all parts of our life, right? We need it to save our life in circumstances where we are in danger. And it's fantastic for that. But this isn't a case where you're in danger. You know, pre-thinking about every possible scenario that could go wrong isn't actually protecting you from it. 
Um, so, you know, giving yourself that space away from the fear to be able to separate it, acknowledge what it is, and then lean more into your intuition and act from that place is going to help you to expand that out rather than expanding out the fear. So again, it is not about pretending it's not there. It's about expecting it, acknowledging it, and then basing the actions you take from your intuition or your inner guidance, not from fear, because we want to expand out the intuition and inner guidance, because that is where we find our grounded center. That's where we find our trust. That's where we connect back to ourselves. That's where we feel calm. That's where we feel grounded. That is the space that gives you what you desire in that second part of your cycle. That is where you access it. It's not through anything outside of yourself. It's not through someone telling you what they thought. It's not through, you know, Googling things based on your fears. It is through that inner connection to yourself and that grounded energy that you create that you are able to access that feeling. And this is exactly how you do it. So I really wanted to share this with you because I feel like this is such a powerful way to shift your energy in the second part of your cycle. It really, really is. If you can embrace this, you will notice a really big shift. So if you're focusing on getting yourself into that state of receiving, if you're focusing on getting yourself into your intuition, there are a few things that I've got that I want to read out to you that you can ask yourself. So you might like to ask yourself and reflect, or these would be done beautifully in a journal. So, you know, answering the questions as you go. So what is your vision? What is your vision for conception? What was it that at the start of the month you set as your intention for this month? Are you connecting to it energetically daily? Are you showing up for that vision every single day and aligning your energy with it? How are you honoring what is rising within you? If there are fears coming up, are you pushing them away or are you allowing them to move through? Are you allowing the space for the energy to move freely through you or is it stagnant? Are you stopping that natural flow of the energy or are you stagnating it? Are you pushing things down? Are you pretending things aren't happening? Or are you just allowing it to move freely? What does your self-care look like right now? How are you honoring yourself? Now, these are some, like I said, there's some beautiful reflective questions that you can ask yourself to help you come back to your intuition. Again, we want to give power to that voice. It is a beautiful, guiding, comforting voice. And the more that you can connect with that, the more supported you're going to feel at this time and the more able you are to drop into that state of receiving. So if or when your cycle arrives, I wanted to make this note, this is not a time for you to punish yourself. It is not a time for self-pity or resentment or feeling embarrassed or being agitated or pitying yourself or any of that. This is a time for amplified self-care. And I want you to think about this for a second. If this was your best friend and she came to you and she said, I'm not pregnant this month and I'm really sad. What would you say to her? What would you encourage her to do? I know for sure that you wouldn't say to her, you should punish yourself. You should be really ashamed. You're a terrible person. I hope that you're really embarrassed about this. Like, hello, we would never, ever say that to the people that we love. So why on earth do we do that to ourselves? I see it so much in my clients. I see it so much in the beautiful women in my community. And maybe you see this in yourself as well. Often when our cycle arrives, when we are trying to conceive, 
we go into this state of self-resentment and it is awful and it becomes a double negative, right? Not only are you not pregnant when you hope to be, you're also damaging your relationship with yourself and that is not the way forward or any way to get you closer to what you truly desire. So if this is you, I want to encourage you at this time when your cycle arrives to amplify your self-care. You know, imagine if, like I said before, it was your best friend and she came to you and she was upset. What would you say? You would, you would hug her. You would be kind to her. You would probably get her some kind of chocolate or make her something. You would maybe take her out for breakfast. You would speak to her kindly. You would remind her how beautiful she is and how kind she is and that she is so worthy and deserving of this and that it's going to happen at the right time. Like I want you to really focus on that energy rather than a natural reaction to go into self-pity or punishment or excuse me, or like a victim state. Um, this can be really, really powerful. And this is the energy you want to take into your next cycle. Because what happens if you get into this state of self-pity or resentment is that you enter into the next cycle with residual of that emotion. So as soon as your cycle finishes, we have a way of just pushing away anything else that was kind of sitting there and getting on with it. What about if we honored our emotions through that time and we took really great care of ourselves? How would we feel going into our next cycle. I know for me that it has completely shifted the way that I move through our conception experience. And I actually, there's a part of me every month that feels sad. And there's a part of me every month that feels happy when I don't fall pregnant because I say to myself, it's okay. It's one step closer. It's one month closer to the one that I meant to fall. Um, and like on a really superficial level, I think, oh, well, at least I can go to, you know, a few more Pilates classes or like, at least I can maybe have a wine on the weekend or, you know, I really allow myself to be present with that and hold the vision of, I know that there is going to be another baby. Um, so I really, really hope that you have gotten a lot from this today and that it helps to support you when you are trying to conceive and you are in that second part of your cycle and you're really needing that extra support. Um, you can obviously come back to this content at that time. So if this isn't where you're at right now, then I really encourage you to come back and listen to this when you are in that two week wait to remind you of these practices and to help you to really ground yourself again. And obviously you can listen to this every single month that you need to. So I really hope, like I said, that this has been supportive to you and it's something that you can continue to use. If you are loving this content and if this is supporting you, please take a moment to pop a review in wherever you're listening to this episode. It means so much to me and it really also helps to get this podcast out into the ears of the women of the world who are really needing to hear these words right now. So all of my love and gratitude to you. Thank you so much for all of your support and I have so much more goodness coming your way. Before we wrap up today, I want to remind you about the virtual masterclass coming up on the 10th of October, how to stay calm and stress-free while consciously conceiving in 2020. If you have loved this episode, I know that you are going to absolutely love everything that I cover in this free masterclass. I'll be talking about what my clients are doing to create an easeful conception experience and welcome their babies sooner. What we'll cover is what you can control while trying to conceive and what you can't, how to set yourself up for success when you don't have the two lines that you were hoping for, how to set clear intentions and hold them throughout the month, no matter what is happening, 
what your doubt is doing to you and how it could be inhibiting your experience, plus so much more. Be sure to click the link in the show notes or in the description of this episode so that you can go on through and register your spot at the free masterclass. I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Awaken Pregnancy Podcast. For more, go to katecaddle.com. If you loved the show, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you are more of a candid girl and like to see what's going on behind the scenes and what I'm really like, come and check me out on Instagram, kate underscore cattle. I'll see you soon.